الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد وفقان حميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا يونستقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلني وأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخيل هدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضات في النار أما بعد The Prophet ﷺ, in a very lengthy hadith, in a hadith that the Sahaba described as, we thought that this was a farewell message of the Prophet ﷺ, he says, تَرَكْتُ فِيكُمْ أَمْرَيْنِ لَنْ تَضِلُّ بَعْدِي أَبَدًا كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّةَ رَسُولِهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم. The Prophet ﷺ says that I leave behind you two matters, and if you hold on to them, you will never be misguided, you will never go astray. And what's beautiful about this is that the Prophet is teaching us and telling us that the information, the instructions that you will find in the Quran and in the Sunnah are so powerful that no one can misguide you. And there is nothing that will take your true misguidance. These two will be far apart. In the Qur'an and in the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, we find so many different things, so many different instructions, so many advices, things that Allah has told us, things that the Prophet ﷺ has told us. And we always emphasize upon them because they are very important. How many times do we emphasize upon Iman? Holding on to Iman, why? Because Allah and His Prophet ﷺ has emphasized upon it. Likewise, there is an important matter, an important discussion that we find in the Qur'an that we need to hold ourselves accountable to. We need to ask ourselves every single day and we need to do our own muhasaba about this particular matter and what I'm referring to is hypocrisy or nifaq. Brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in various surahs, Surah Baqarah, Surah Ali Imran, Surah Tawbah, Surah Al-Ahzab, uh, in various other surahs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has talked about who are the munafiqeen and who, what are their characteristics. And before I get into that, I want to tell you that when you talk about hypocrisy, there's two different types of hypocrisy. And this is something that is discussed amongst the ulama. There is a nifaq al-irtiqadi, a nifaq or hypocrisy that is associated with your theology and your belief system. And then there is a hypocrisy that is associated with your actions. And the ulama, they say that when it comes to nifaq al-irtiqadi, nifaq and hypocrisy, 
when it comes to your theology, what that means is that outwardly you show that you love Islam. Outwardly you show your support for Islam, but internally there's only one thing that you want and that is the destruction of Islam and Muslims. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah when He says, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَا هُمْ مِنْمُؤْمِنِينَ There are people amongst you, O Prophet of Allah Sallallahu that they say that they believe in Allah, but they do not believe in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا They deceive Allah and they try to see the believers. وَمَا يَخْدَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ but Allah says in the Quran, they're not deceiving Allah and they're not deceiving the Muslims, they're only deceiving themselves. This is a sickness, a disease Allah subhanahu refers to when he talks about nifaq and hypocrisy. He says that this, in, this sickness only increases. And think about this, the fact that Allah is referring to this as a sickness. When you and I, when we have a sickness, we don't sit at home. We go to our physician, we go to our doctor, we get a prescription. We are challenging this sickness. We are, we are becoming active in eliminating this sickness. The SubhanAllah, we, so many of us, we have signs and attributes and, and characteristics of hypocrisy within us, yet we don't care about it at all. Yet we go through our day-to-day -day life not worried about the consequences and the repercussions of this matter. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That in their heart there is a sickness, a disease. And because of that, this sickness only increases. Because of the fact that they lied, there will be a painful punishment for them in the hereafter. Here in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as many ulama, they say that this is in reference to nifaq al-irtiqadi. That nifaq and hypocrisy that is associated with theology. And the ulama have said that anyone who is in this state, then they are clearly out of the fold of Islam. And for them, as Allah says in the Quran, um, that the munafiqeen and the hypocrites will find themselves at the lowest pit of the fire Jahannam. This is usually in reference to them. But then, of course, many of us, Alhamdulillah, all of us here, we're not in that state. But then there is something called nifaqul amali. There are things that we do, characteristics that we may have that we need to truly address. The very first thing is a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam narrated by Abu Hurairah radiyallahu an. The Prophet alayhi wa he says, min alamatin nifaq thalathatun. There are three signs of a munafiq. And this, is, this, this does not mean that there are only three signs, as I will share from other hadith that there are other signs. But the Prophet Wasallam he says something very interesting in this. He says that, وَإِن صَامَ وَصَلَّ وَزَعَمَ أَنَّهُ Muslim. The Prophet Wasallam is telling us that a person will believe that they are a Muslim. They are praying Salat every day. They may even come to the masjid every single day. Or they may not even come. And they're fasting in the month of Ramadan. Yet because of these characteristics, this, these are the signs of nifaq and hypocrisy. The very first one that the Prophet ﷺ, he says is, When he talks, he's a liar. He lies. Which means that whenever this person, he opens their mouth, they are a habitual liar. That to the point that when this person opens their mouth, 
you don't even know that whatever is coming from them, is it the truth or is it lies? So this is why there's another hadith of Prophet that he says that inna sidqa yahdi ilal bir that truthfulness when a person says the truth and they have a habit of always speaking the truth yahdi ilal bir it leads them to righteousness wa inna al birra yahdi ilal jannah and righteousness leads a person to jannah wa inna rajul and a person keeps on speaking the truth hatta yuktaba indallahi siddiqa till he is written till he is declared as a siddiq in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa innal kadhab yahdi ilal fujur and lying leads a person to treachery and to sins wa innal fujura yahdi ilal nar and sins lead a person to the fire of jahannam and the prophet sallallahu he goes on to say that a person he keeps on lying until he is written as a liar in the book of in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brothers and sisters this hadith should not be taken very lightly what this hadith says because when the prophet says yahdi there's a very subtle point in this and that is that one of the very first steps that you do or you can do or we can do that will lead us to the fire of Jahannam is to start making lies, to start lying to other people. This can lead us. The Prophet is not saying that this will land you in Jahannam, but the Prophet is saying that when you start lying, then the dominoes begin to fall. When you start lying, when you start fabricating information, then you feel that you can correct, you can do other sins also. This will lead you to other sins. Brothers and sisters, when we talk about nifaq, when we talk about hypocrisy, when we talk about sins, I've mentioned this before, that shaitan does not come to us overnight and he makes us a fajr, he makes us a sinner. But slowly and gradually, slowly and gradually, shaitan, he deceives us. I talked about this even one time when it comes to salat. And we talk about salat because one of the signs of a munafiq also is that when, وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ when they stand up for salat, they are very lazy in their salat. But what does that mean? It does not mean that they don't pray. It means that they're just simply lazy. Have you seen a child or have you seen a person who is very lazy when it comes to their schoolwork? When, they, when, it comes to, when, they, when they're lazy, when it comes to their work that they're doing, they may be at work, but they're not doing it with heart. They're just doing it and they're just trying to get rid of the burden. That child who is lazy when it comes to their studies, it means that they will get the homework done, but it will be late. It won't be satisfactory. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying is that when they stand up for salat, but they'll be lazy. That means that when they are praying, their mind is somewhere else. They're lazy about it, that their, their heart is not into the salat. This is also another sign of, uh, of nifaq. But the point I'm trying to make is this, is that we have to put our heart into what we're doing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the Prophet is telling us that when we are involved in hypocrisy, it will lead us eventually towards that, in that direction. The next thing the Prophet he says in the hadith is, number one, he speaks, he lies. Number two, when he makes a promise, he breaks his promise. Brothers and sisters, there's a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about this too, where he says, Every person who is a deceitful person, when I deceive someone, for what? Think about it, for what? Monetary gain? Temporary gain? Small gains of this dunya? Not realizing that I will have to stand before Allah on the Day of Judgment? Not realizing that for people like them, 
there's a hadith of Prophet wherein he says that on the day of judgment, these deceitful people will have a mark, they will have a sign that these are the deceitful ones. Imagine on the day of judgment, standing out from the entire crowd, and there's a sign upon us that this person is a deceitful person. The Prophet ﷺ, he tells us about this. And then finally he says that when he is trusted with something, he betrays it. This does not only mean, a lot of times we have this very, very narrow mind, mindset about this, uh, this sentence of Prophet ﷺ. This does not only mean that someone comes to you and they share information with you, and then perhaps you go and you spread it into the entire community. Of course, that's involved in this hadith, or this part of the hadith. But what this means is that imagine someone gave you something to use. Imagine someone loaned you their car. They gave you their car. You say that I need a truck, for example. Someone says, you know what? I have a truck. I have a big vehicle. You can take it, use it for your purpose. But then how do you betray that? Is that you start using that car for your own personal purpose. How do you betray that amana? That you drive it, not like it's your car, like it's someone else's car. You will speed over the, over the, the speed bumps. You will misuse the car. You will abuse the car. That's called an abuse of something that's or an amana that someone gave to you. When someone gives us something that they want to take care of, just like a person shares a secret, they want, to, they want you to take care of the secret. Likewise, anything that someone may give you, give you, and they want you to take care of it, to use it appropriately, like it's your thing, like it's your belonging. And when we abuse it and we do khiyana, then this is a, a sign of those who are who are the munafiqeen. There's another hadith of Prophet in this he says that anyone who has four characteristics or four traits, then the Prophet says that he is a pure munafiq. Listen to this hadith very carefully. A pure munafiq and anyone who has any one of them, then perhaps they are, they are, they have the characteristics of hypocrisy, but they not they may not be a pure hypocrite. Listen to this hadith very carefully. He says, alayhi salam, that there are four signs. And then he says, he goes through one each one of them. He says, um, first of all, the Prophet says that he is, when he's entrusted with something, he betrays it. We talked about that. Whenever he, whenever he, uh, whenever he talks, he, he, uh, he lies. But then the Prophet says, that when he makes a promise, he breaks it. Meaning that these are the type of people, one is to make a promise and then you don't fulfill it. But one is that you make a promise and you know deep down inside at the time of making the promise that you will not do it at all. This is what the hadith of Prophet is talking about. And then finally he says, which is a very important thing that I want to share. He says, That when they begin to argue, now the word fajra here has been translated so many different ways. Some say that they become a fajr, they become an open sinner. But one thing I do want to share is this. How many times when people engage in an argument, how many times people when they engage in an argument, there might be a conflict, but then the very first thing they resort to is profanity. Think about it. The Prophet is saying fajra. You know what fajra means? Fajra means that a sin that is open. Just like we say the word fajr. When we say fajr, like the salawat, fajr. Why is fajr called fajr? It's because it's a dark night. And in the middle of that dark night, you have a crack of dawn that takes place. It is so apparent. It is so clear and visible. That's why fajr is called fajr. Likewise, when the Prophet says, 
when they are arguing with others, they indulge in sins that are very apparent. And what is that? That is usually when people engage in profanity. How many times we use profanity in front of our own children? How many times when we get angry, we use these kind of words that we would not be happy if, if we did that in the community. Yet we do that in front of our own family members. We use these kind of words in front of our own kids. What message am I sending to my kids? That every single time you engage in an argument, this is the best way out? How many times we hear stories that kids are playing, for example. Kids are playing. And kids, when they play, of course they're going to get hurt. It's natural. It's obvious. But what happens is that one father will come and he will see that his kid is, is hurt and perhaps they were playing and they got hurt. That's, that's part of the game. But then when they will start talking to the other child, they start using profanity to the other child. I've seen this happening so many times. I've heard this so many times. In fact, it happened here at Epic just a few days ago, in fact. The kids are playing and a father comes and he starts using profanity. And when asked that you are on the premise of the masjid, he's standing outside and he says, this is not the masjid. Yes, this is the masjid. Newsflash. A newsflash for you, this is the masjid. When you are standing on the premise of the masjid or anywhere else, you're not supposed to be using profanity. How many people, when they engage in an argument, that's the very first resort. Brothers and sisters, this is the same tongue that we use when we take the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The same tongue that we use that when we say Allah and Qala Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is why it is absolutely important that especially when it comes to these kind of situations that we control our situation, we control our tongue. And yes, we're human beings. Yes, there may be a sip of a tongue, but that is a point where the Prophet ﷺ, based on the hadith of the Prophet, that we turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are just few things. As I said, in the first hadith, there were three. The second hadith, there were four. And of course, there are so many others, as I shared. They're very lazy when they stand up for their salat and so forth. And there are many other. But the point is this, brothers and sisters is that this is a very serious situation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows our state. We know our state. And we do not want to be amongst the munafiqeen on the day of judgment. May Allah protect us. But this is a reality that if we do not address it now within our own personal life, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will address it in the hereafter. And this is why we talk about self-accountability. We talk about taking account of yourself, your own muhasaba. When Allah says, Ya Take an account of yourself. When the Prophet says, Al Kayis, the smart one, the intelligent one is that person who makes who makes preparations for the next day, who is aware and cognizant that what may happen on the next day. When Hassan al-Basri rahmatullahi says that the more you take an account of yourself in this dunya, then there will be less accountability for you in the hereafter. Think about that for a moment. And many other ulama who have said things of the nature such as that if you take an account of yourself, do it more harshly, then you will hold your own business partner accountable. Hold yourself more accountable in this way. So brothers and sisters, let's sit down and let's ask ourselves, do I have any of these characteristics? Or any other characteristic that's mentioned in the Quran or in the Sunnah of the Prophet Because as the Prophet says, that we might be praying salat. We may think, Muslim. And they think that, and we think that we are Muslims. But because of those characteristics, we are amongst the munafiqeen. And think about this. 
Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu a man of his stature, coming to Hudayfa radiallahu anhu and saying that am I amongst the munafiqeen or not? If Umar ibn Khattab is so worried about his own state of affairs, what does that say about you and I? How many times we need we should sit down and think for ourselves? So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes us amongst the mu'mineen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us amongst the believers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us away from the characteristics of nifaq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from the munafiqeen and their deceit. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never make us from amongst them. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fi quran azim. Wa nafa'ana wa iyaakum ladi wa dhikr hakeem. Astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Wa lisa'il muslimina fastaghfiru. Innahu al-ghafur rahim. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمد عبد ورسوله أما بعد. The reason I talked about this also is because just like today we're talking about atheism. We're talking about so many different fitnas that are going on outside that can destroy and hurt our iman, brothers and sisters. Nifaq and hypocrisy can also destroy our iman. Just like we are aware of those and we are making very, we're taking very strong steps to ensure that our family, our children are not doing or not engaging in those kind of things. Likewise, we need to take an active role. We have to be very, we have to be very careful when it comes to these kind of things and we have to do our muhasaba on a daily basis. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once again to protect us, our iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our upcoming generations. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instill iman upon, uh, in them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them the ability to always stick to the teachings of the Quran and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at every juncture of their life. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma suri Islam wal Muslimin. Allahumma suri Islam wal Muslimin fi kulli makan. Allahumma surna ala man khalafana. Wahfad biladana wa aslih awladana. Washfi marwana wa afi mubtalana. Warham mautana wa khud biyidina ila kulli khayr. Wa'asimna min kulli shar. Wahfadna min kulli dhayr. Allahumma qasimna min khashyatika ma atahulu bihi. Bihi bayna wa bayna ma'asiyatik. ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن يقين ما تحوّن به عينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا ما حيتنا وجعل الوارث منا وجعل ثأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا إلى النار مصيرنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا اللهم إنا نسلك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا واسعا وشفاء من كل داء وشفاء من كل داء اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يستجاب أمير رب العالمين إن الله أمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني وتكفرون I will request everyone to please stand up in their spot. If you want to pray on your own musallah, fold your musallah in half. If you see any spots in front of you, please fill up the spots. Make sure your heels on the line. Everyone in the row, please make sure you look around you that there are no empty spots.
Please come close. Please make sure your cell phones are off. There's a lot of space in front of you. Please fill up that space. Make sure there are no gaps. Uh, volunteers in the back. Should I wait? Should I start? Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawm Ad-Din Iyaka Na'budu Wa Iyaka Nasta'in Ihdina Al-Sirat Al-Mustaqim Sirat Al-Ladhina An'amta Alayhim Ghayri Al-Maghdubi Alayhim Walad-Dallin والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلا وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله You can leave from the back you can leave from the uh, from the entry uh, from the entrance you came uh, please make sure when leaving um, you are mindful of anyone who's praying salat. There might be someone who's praying salat around you. So please be mindful of them. You don't want to be walking in front of them. And those who want to pray salat, if you can just get